Welcome into another edition of the Heart and Hustle podcast. Nick Gronowitz here. Scott Inez is with me. It's been a minute, but thanks for once again downloading, subscribing, rating, reviewing the whole thing uh, as the Magic are in the NBA restart and the NBA playoffs. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter at Inez Says, A-N-A-Z-S-E-Z is where you can find Scotty. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at GetNickG. The Twitter account has changed at GetNickG is where you can find us. Uh, let's get let's get into the magic first. We'll get into the college football season if we have time here. Yep. Um, listen, I don't think that it's a coincidence that this team now has lost, what, four straight games yep. since the Jonathan Isaac injury. Yep. You start 2-0. This team is averaging 125 points a game. Isaac goes down. You expected a bit of a pall over the team in the lost Indiana. Then you get Milwaukee. And you saw, you saw that in the first yeah, half against exactly. Indiana. Would yeah. you score 11 points in the first yeah. quarter? Yeah, yeah. This... This has gone from hey the magic could be sneaky to yeah. is the season over yet? Yeah, it devastating. Feels, yeah, and 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 that's the word that I used to describe the injury to Jonathan Isaac last week. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely devastating. Look, you come off the loss to the Boston Celtics last night. Um, you have to give the Orlando Magic and Coach Steve Clifford loads of credit. You're going against a very good team in Boston. You're playing without Jonathan Isaac, without Aaron Gordon without uh, Michael Carter-Williams, without Evan Fournier, and yet you're up five with 48 seconds to go. Yeah. You're up five. But how many times have we talked about no star star? Got a star, you got a chance. No star, no chance. That's exactly what happened last night. Look who took over with 40 ticks to play in the game. It was Jason Tatum. Yes. You're down five. He comes down, hits a three. All right? Then Boston gets a stop. Uh, They come back. Tatum hits a two. Then the Magic tried to to win it at the buzzer, and Tatum blocks a shot by Terrence Ross. That's what stars do. Nick, we don't have one right now, unfortunately. We don't. We We haven't had a go-to guy in a long, long time. And until we get that go-to guy, look, I love the players on this team. They're all good basketball players. None of them great. Like Jason Tatum was last night. No, you've got a lot of B minus to C plus guys on this team. Yeah. That's really that's really how it is. Once again, the Magic lead the league in role players. Uh, Nick Vucevic, good player. What was it? Nine, ten points in the second half. Yeah, twenty six for the game. It's just yeah. not enough. Though. No, it wasn't. It's it, just, it wasn't enough. It, um, it's 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 frustrating because you know the Celtics have their go to guy. And, and I read a stat today, and correct me if this is is true or not, but the Magic this season are five and thirty against winning basketball teams. That sounds right. It, it, it sounds weird, mind you, but 5-30 and 30 against teams with winning records this year. Um, what does that tell you? It, it tells you that this team just can't close against the better teams out there. So, look, yeah, you got to give them credit. They gave the Celtics all they could handle. This Magic team is very well coached. But there's only so much that Steve Clifford can do. You know, you have to have one or two horses to carry you in crunch time. And no matter what people say, and I know I love Stan Van Gundy and I love talking with him every Wednesday on the show back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but Stan Van Gundy used to say, no, the NBA is not a fourth quarter game. It's the first quarter. No, it's a fourth quarter game. The NBA is a fourth quarter game. And we saw a prime example of that with Jason Tatum taking over last night. Now, Look, did Melvin Frazier and Vic Law and hey, there's my guys and, and Wes Awundu and Gary Clark, did they all play out of their gourds? Yeah. Do I have a lot of respect for that? Yeah. But in the end, it's just not enough for this team. No, it's about the stars. It is. And the Magic don't have that guy. And last night, watching, watching Tatum 
who was taking two picks out. Of course, the the infamous Markel Feltz trade between Boston and Philly. Tatum taken third after Boston trades back. Philly mm-hmm. takes Fultz. And you have Fultz, who played his best game in the bubble last yeah. night. Fultz played well. He looks well. to be getting in shape now, yes. finally. Yeah. Yes, he couldn't be with the team, of course. And we're going to get to Mobamba as well, which he, he announced that he had COVID last week. And uh, But Markel Fultz is finally getting his lungs back. He's finally starting to play some better basketball. But how much further ahead Tatum is mm. in front of Fultz was very noticeable last night, just in terms of his play, his refinement. He's a polished basketball player. He really is. He's good. And he's only, what, 22 years of age? Somewhere Something around like there, that. yeah. Absolutely. And, and Markel's only, what, 20, 21 or 22. So, look, I, I think it shows you the difference between a kid and a Jason Tatum who has played three years, three solid long years in the NBA, compared to a Markel Fultz. I mean, people forget, this is his first full season in the National Basketball Association, and to come as far as he has in such a short amount of time. Nick, you and I were on the air that day uh, on on uh, the first day of Magic Training Camp. Yeah. We were there speaking with Markel Fultz, and we weren't sure if he was going to show up or not. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that shows you how far Markel Fultz has come in, sh- in such a short amount of time. So I love Markel Fultz. He's got a lot of seasoning to go. Um, he's got to work on that three-point shot, no doubt. Defensively, I think he can, he can get better. But he's got the talent to do so. Yeah, he does. He does. Last night, by the way, 16 points, 10 assists for him. It was his best game inside of the bubble. Now, I want to get to the final possession, and then we'll talk a little bit about the fact they're going to play Milwaukee. Um, That final possession, in the seven years you and I have known each other, have the Magic run, (laughs) I don't even want to say a successful play. We've had some game winners, of course. Have they run a play that you've liked the look of coming out of the final shot? It seems like no. It seems like no. No, it doesn't seem. Even though Steve Clifford is a master at drawing up uh, those out-of-bounds plays, no, it doesn't seem like it, does it? I mean, I I thought the ball was going to Terrence Ross. Yeah, me too. The ball swung to the other side, to the right side of the floor for whatever reason, and and Vooch kind of hoists a a prayer of a three, and it Mm -hmm. clanks off the rim. I was disappointed in the shot, no doubt about it. I wanted to see Terrence Ross with the ball in his hands in the last Me second. too. Like, that's your guy. That's your, I mean, Terrence Ross is your guy in that situation. He had 18 points. Now he was 3 of 12 from 3. But without Evan Fournier there, without Aaron Gordon there, that's your guy. To yeah. me, it was Terrence Ross or it was going to be DJ Augustine. And instead, Fultz comes up the floor, kind of stops right. It, it was it was almost like your kid's 10-year-old basketball team yeah, right? like hand, no spacing a handoff, like, yeah. like here yeah and right. then it's a fadeaway jumper for 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 Nick Vucevic um well obviously Markel, Markel probably saw something and in any any sort of end of game type yeah. of call you're gonna have options off that particular play mm-hmm. that was probably one of the options again I would have loved to have seen T Ross with the basketball in his hands uh and I think Boston fully expected Terrence Ross to get the ball in the late going because he he got the ball at the end of regulation. Jason right. Tatum made a great play on Terrence Ross. You know, I mean, stuff happens in it an does. NBA game. It does. And you saw the. I think you saw just the youth in Markel Fultz at the end of that sure. game. Gets the rebound, takes the dribble before calling timeout, right. which means you don't advance the ball. And then indecisiveness. You're either shooting that or you're passing it. It's one of the two. There's nothing in between. And he has, but it's a learning moment. Yes, it's a learning moment and for Markel. That's what this team Fultz. is about right Absolutely. now. Like it or hate it, as yeah. a Magic fan, like you and I are fans. We cover the team, but also we're fans. Yeah, we want to see the team win. Yeah, but that's a big moment for Markel Fultz. Now uh, he will with, never ever do that again no, in his career. No, and that's that's what you hope for. Yeah, and I, I can remember, you know, back in the '90s, covering this team with Brian Hill as the head coach. 
Mm-hmm. And Penny Hardaway was a first-year player. And Brian, game after game after game, if the Magic were in a tight situation, Brian would keep giving the ball to Anthony Hardaway. Why? Not because he was great in those situations, but because Brian knew in order for this to be a championship-caliber basketball team, mm-hmm. he had to have Penny Hardaway grow up quickly. And that's exactly what happened. And I think that's what you're going to see with Markel Fultz as well. Okay, so with the loss, uh, and a Brooklyn win over the Clippers. By the way, uh, who had Phoenix and Brooklyn as being the two <laughs> best teams in the bubble uh, without some of their star players? By the way, Jacques Vaughn is earning himself wow. a job next year in Brooklyn right now, Nick. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't, want, I, I don't want to talk about it. I, I know, but I don't he, want to talk he's, about he's it. earning himself a job. Oh There's no doubt about it. Uh, it means that the Magic are now sealed into the eight seed, yeah. uh, which, by the way, disappointing disappointing yep. if you're a yep. magic fan if you cover the team the magic have come into the bubble they took care of business in their first two games and since they've gone on a four-game slide it means you get milwaukee yeah i think this is good for orlando i would rather play milwaukee wow milwaukee has been uneven during this wow. bubble now you could say the games don't matter you could say <laughs> for them they're kind of just they've got the one seed kind of sewn up yeah. i Toronto, yeah. Toronto has our number. I I know there's a zero percent chance of beating Toronto in a series. Maybe you can make some magic against Milwaukee, Oof. who's looked uneven here in the bubble. Well, how many times have we said during these playoffs there are going to be some unexpected things that occur, right? Um, because the NBA playoffs typically are very predictable. There are going to be some unpredictable things that happen. The Magic are not going to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Do they have an opportunity to take a, a game or two from Milwaukee? Yes, but I think if you're a Magic fan, I think you're right. You're you're, you're disappointed because you would hope that tomorrow's game with Brooklyn might mean something. It means nothing. It means nothing now with that uh, that Nets win over the L.A. Clippers last night. It means absolutely nothing. So if you're a Magic fan, are you disappointed? Uh, yeah, for a number of reasons, and it goes back to <laughs> goes back to Jonathan Isaac, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it goes back to. And and since he's gone down, you've lost four straight basketball games. Uh, you're not playing well. You have not answered the bell in terms of playing some of these better teams. And we talked on your show last week about, okay, you're 2-0, and and I love the way this team is playing, but now let the varsity schedule begin. And what has happened? 0-4. Oh, four. four straight losses. So, um, look, I, who would I rather get, Toronto or Milwaukee? It would probably, I would probably agree with you. It's kind of like gold or silver or platinum. Or, uh, I would probably want Toronto because I think this team – plays with more of an edge against Toronto and the fact that Kyle Lowry did what he did last week against Aaron Gordon and putting him on the injured list with another uh, patented dirty play it's just so typical of Kyle Lowry. How does Lowry. the NBA not look at that no and idea. say, hey, Kyle, like it's a game. No I, I don't, Kyle Lowry shouldn't be on the floor till no, Aaron Gordon that, that should have been a flagrant too. He should have been kicked out of the basketball game. But with that said, um, I would I would want to face Toronto because of the edge that the Magic have against Toronto. Mm-hmm. With that said, you look at the four games played against the Milwaukee Bucks this year. Oh, they weren't great. Okay. And Giannis, I think, missed I, two of them, Exactly. Right? Yeah. All right? 0-4, and, and you lost those games by an average of 17 points per game. All right. that's a, I hear you. I hear you there. I, no, I'm with you. I, I, just, I would rather. I'm I would sick rather of face... seeing Toronto. I'm yeah. sick no, of I seeing Toronto I, yeah, because I, we're diet Toronto. Yeah. Right, They're just right. better at every yeah. position. We yes. are built the same way they are. They're just yeah. better at every single yeah. position. But, but guess what? We deserve this matchup with the Milwaukee Bucks. We yeah, deserve we it. Yeah. I mean, four straight losses, right? I mean, the Magic knew what they had to do 
in these seeding games. They had to make a mark, and they did so in the first two games. Isaac goes down, and it's it's certainly not an excuse. It's just a fact. It's a mere fact. It's Jonathan a devastating reality. Down. No doubt. No doubt. So so in, in, instead of going into the playoffs with Jonathan Isaac being able to guard a Calari or a Pascal Siakam or you know, or or uh, Giannis Adetokounmpo on the other side against Milwaukee. Um, now you're looking at a team that is banged, battered, and bruised with no Isaac, no Fournier, no Gordon, no Michael Carter Williams. It's crazy, man. This thing turns on a dime, and we've seen it so many times. We have. That's going to do it for us here on the Heart and Hustle podcast. He is Scott Inez. I'm Nick Grunowitz. You can follow Scotty on Twitter at Inez says A N E Z S E Z. You can follow me at Get Nick G at G E T. N-I-C-K-G on Twitter will be tweeting uh, throughout the games, of course, for the latest uh, on your Orlando magic. For Scott, I'm Nick. We'll talk to you a little later this week here on the Heart and Hustle Pod.